What's good, everybody? What's good? Welcome to Conversations for the Culture. Um, it is not Friday. It is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. And if you're wondering why we're here, it's because, like I said, um, this is a new season of Sense. But it's not. It's still season one. All right. <laughs> but um, it's just a new era. We're going to go ahead and we call this the new era of Conversations for the Culture. So Tuesdays, you're going to get some more serious type of conversations, right? Some stuff that's going to make you think. We're going to teach you some things. Um, I plan on bringing some people in to teach stocks and savings. We're talking about life insurance, health insurance. We're going to have hard-handed conversations dealing with the church, hard-handed conversations dealing with women's reproductive rights and how women are handled in the uh, medical care um, the healthcare system and all of these type of things. We're going to have a lot of different guests coming on and we're just going to open it up. And then Friday is going to be your, you know, your recap, like we've been doing the recap. So welcome to the new era. Uh, I'm your boy, Michael Butler, and I'm here with Portia. What's up y'all? What's up y'all? How you all, feeling, Portia? Micah? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm not going to lie. It, it was a rough weekend. Uh, we, you know, we enjoyed ourselves this past week um, celebrating a friend's birthday on Wednesday night and Friday night. Um, had a great, real. We had a grand old time. Um, but then things took a turn, right? It's like, I, 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 I read something on, I saw a tweet and they said to be black in, to be black in America is to be in constant mourning to be black in America is to be in constant mourning and it's so true because we just had like this amazing 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 day amazing night singing karaoke drinking taking listen ah, it was a good night <laughs> and then the very next day we see what happens right and if you guys don't know we're talking about the buffalo massacre um and we're going to unpack that but yeah where were you? So how did you find out about it? Let's just start there. How did you find out about this? Um, You know, it's actually a little crazy because I feel like I might have been at work. Um, I was on Twitter and I was just scrolling and um, I saw something about a shooting and I honestly didn't think much of it until I kept seeing it and kept seeing it and kept seeing it. And first of all, can we unpack the fact that there are so many shootings that happen in our country that the fact that I was like, oh, somebody went on a crazy rampage and started shooting people and I just scrolled past it. And I think the fact of the matter is, is the fact that so many things can be happening all at once. I think I was more focused on the fact that it was at work because um, my coworker told me that a teenager got shot at Millennium Park. And since I worked downtown, we were all just like, oh, somebody got shot at Millennium Park. What happened? So I listen, I was just like, man, everybody getting shot today. But it's... This one, this one's, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's different because <sighs> there's just a lot going a lot. into it. Yeah. It's a lot. So, you it's know, listeners of you. the show, you said what now? Where were you? Okay. When so you yeah. heard. Yeah. So listeners of the show, friends of the show, culture, culture holics, you know that I'm all about the culture. You know that I'm. Down for the people, um, you guys know that up until my arrest, pretty much, I used to be heavy in the streets up until I was arrested for some bull, right? Um, so, mm, so I was at home, actually, and I actually seen the, I found out about it because I seen the video by accident. Wow. For those of you who don't know, the video was online for a while, and it shows this um, monster. Because that's what he is, even though uh, Fox News want to go ahead and paint him as a mentally ill kid. Um, he's a grown man. He's an adult. He's a monster, okay? Um, so, yeah, I'm scrolling, and I see this video. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But the thing was, 
watching that video and this was really scared me and no lie i called my therapist today and a scheduled appointment because what scared me was i seen the video and literally all i said was oh this again i didn't feel anything portia like i didn't feel initially i didn't feel sad i didn't feel angry it was just numb to it like oh because we've seen video Same. after video after video after video of black people being massacred. Like if you're black in America and you've been viewing this the past 10 years, that has really been all over like social media and everything. Like I need y'all to go get therapy because you probably have PTSD. It's not normal to see people executed live. And I've seen it in, I've seen people killed in like, not in real life because that's still real life, but like being overseas, right? In Iraq, Afghanistan, I've seen these type of things. And it's not justifying it at all because it was crazy over there as well, but it's kind of expected in a war zone to see that happen in front of you. To just be randomly scrolling on the internet, randomly scrolling on Twitter because you want to talk ish about <laughs> basketball and a you see or Kyrie Irving, like my daily Kyrie slander. Like, um, and then to see that, it's like, what the heck? But literally, I was just like, huh? Hmm. That's a problem, y'all. That's a that's not normal. That's a that's a very that's a very big problem. You obviously, me and Micah can't speak for the whole entire race mm-hmm. or the whole entire like people as a black people as a whole but when you have two people in two different areas because we weren't together when we saw this when we equally both say that we probably that we just initially just kept scrolling that is a problem that is a problem and it goes to show how much violence against black people we see in america how much violence and violence not only with black people just in america in general mm-hmm. this is i don't even i've read they've had like over 300 mass shootings not ma- mass shootings in america since the beginning of the year do you and know for those of you who don't know, mass shootings, um, by definition, is anything three or more. Just for you all who didn't, may, who may not know that, three or more people being shot. Do you know how many other countries have mass shootings? <laughs> Maybe once or twice a year. Right. And we're on our almost three hundredth one. But we don't have a gun problem in America. Mm. So we're going to get to that um, real quickly. Ruth Whitfield, 86. Pearl Young, 77. Catherine Cat Massey, 72. Hayward Patterson, 67. Celestine Cheney, 65. Geraldine Talley, 62. Aaron Salter Jr., 55. Andre McNeil, 52. Uh, correction, 53. Margus D. Morrison, 52. And Roberta A. Drury, 32. Those are the victims, the lives that were lost on Saturday. And, um, you know, they were the ones who were murdered because that's what this is. This is cold-blooded murder. Uh, they were the ones murdered by Peyton Gendron. I think that's how you say his name. And honestly, I don't care how he says his name because he doesn't matter. Um, eight lives taken away. Or, though, no, no, no. Those, there was 10 lives taken away. Those are the eight that we know the names of right now as of what as of recording, right? Um. What's what's so heartbreaking about this? It's heartbreaking when it's anybody, but like these are our elders. Exactly. These are our elders. Like the youngest person was 32. Um, and she was actually on the 
she was out running errands for her mother. Her mother found out about this on social media. So she sent her daughter to go get groceries. And her daughter never came back. These are our elders. That's crazy. Like elder, that means something, you know? It's like these people have, you know, they've been through a lot of stuff. They went through, many of them seen the civil rights movement. They like experienced all of that. I look at some of these ages, like my dad now is probably in his, he's in his 60s. So I'm like, that's that age. That's, it's it's terrifying because although my parents don't look it, shout out to mom and pops, you know, having the fountain of youth, but black don't crack. <laughs> black don't crack. Unless um, you do crack. Um, yes, unless you do crack. <laughs> um, but my parents just made 60 this year. See? I, I would hate to find out that my parents died just because they went to Walmart. Yeah. To what? I would hate for my parents' world to shatter because I went to the store for them. Because that's it right there. Think about how the um the young lady who gave her you know no no I almost said it like them white folks did who was killed. Because none of these people gave their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just think about how that felt for the mother. And now she has to live the rest of her life knowing that I sent my daughter to her death. That's that's wild. That messes with someone. It would mess with that- me. It would it it no it would one hundred percent mess with me because like then you just sit there and you're just like well what what was the last thing I said to her what was what even what did I even want what what did I even need from the store was it mm-hmm. worth it was did it, it mean thing was it worth it now let's just talk about so. This is a lot. This is heavy, y'all. Um, one thing that I want you all to know, listening, um, since this is a lot, don't be... I, I do this. I used to get like really enthralled in this stuff and consumed by this stuff. And like, It's okay to log off. It's okay to log off. It's actually, actually necessary for y'all's mental health to log off. Trust me. It gets to be a lot if you just... And I was in a really dark place um, when I you know, the summer of 2020 from Breonna Taylor to Elijah McClain to George Floyd to the protests to dealing with the pandemic to dealing with not working, you know, having the income that I once had during the pan- like prior to the pandemic to um, me getting arrested and thinking that I'm okay and then not really being okay and still trying to show up and be involved and be all about the revolution and all of that. And it took for me going through a really bad, bad spell with depression, like August timeframe for me to be like, yo, I need to disconnect from this for however long. So I need you guys to know that you need to disconnect because for you to continue to watch, you know, watching CNN all day, Hopefully nobody here, nobody listens, watches Fox News, which I don't think you would if you listen to this podcast. But um, watching CNN all day, watching the stories, reading tweets, watching videos in clubhouse rooms. Like the other day I had to get out of a clubhouse room um, and I'll talk to you guys about that later. But um, yeah, unplug, yo. Unplug. Because this is this is a lot. That doesn't mean. No, I was agreeing with you. I said most definitely. And that also doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that you don't care. Mm. That doesn't mean that you don't um what's the word I'm looking for? That doesn't mean that you don't I'm going to say it again, care about what happens to these people because 100% it I I you it's hard not to. It's hard right. not to care. If you're a human being, you're going to care. 
But at the same time, you also have to realize that you can't save the world. We're Mm. not Avengers. We're Mm. not, we're not the Justice League. Cause shout out to our producer for being a DC fan. So I had to throw Yeah, I'm a DC fan too. Not too much on DC. (laughs) So um we're we're not superheroes. We can't save Mm. the world. And yes, we can make a difference. We can once everyone comes together, we can definitely make a difference. But at the same time, listen, you can't be like like the crazy people out here shooting everybody and then driving yourself crazy because you're trying to keep up, mm-hmm. essentially. Because no need to let nobody else die. Right. So, okay, so let's get into this, okay? So the shooter is an 18-year-old white man. Um, I said man because that's what he is, despite... I find it funny that they're going out of their way to call this kid a boy and call this man a boy and a kid um, and the language... Or a teenager. Yeah, yeah. But when 16-year-old Michael Brown was shot and killed, they kept saying man. And just the language, the language, always pay attention to the language that these um, white folk use when we're having these conversations, okay? I mean, Fox News is going to Fox News, but even in um, this young, in this man's manifesto that he wrote, which is disgusting, I don't know if y'all have read it, but it's disgusting, um, he mentioned, he by name, he mentioned... Um, he mentioned Tucker Carlson. If y'all don't know who Tucker Carlson is, he is the grand wizard of uh, Fox News. He took Bill O'Reilly's spot as the grand wizard. Okay. So, yeah, he mentioned him. Um, anyways, sorry, I just don't like Tucker Carlson. I can't stand Tucker Carlson. That Mitch. So, he uh, drove over 100 miles to this town in Buffalo, this this area of Buffalo. Um, the area that he drove to was a predominantly black area, uh, a lower income area. Um, that Tops grocery store um, is the only grocery store that they have in the area. So the area is a food desert, just like most inner cities that are food deserts, right? Um and um, he had the word nigger. Feels weird saying that with that hard ER. Uh, he had that painted on the barrel of the gun. Um, he was wearing military gear, right? Wearing military fatigues. And yeah, he, you know, commenced to shooting people uh, in the video. Uh, you'll see him actually pass like inside of the store. I don't know if you've watched the video. If you haven't, I don't recommend it. Um, but if you did watch it, you saw him um, walk past a white guy. He pointed the rifle at him and he, the dude said, no, 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 no. And he noticed that the guy was white and he said, oops, sorry. And <laughs> walked off and commenced to shooting the other black people. Oops, Sorry. Wow. And missed the shooting black people. So I find it hard to I, I find it hard to comprehend where white people are always like, oh, we don't have a race problem. Oh, it's all in your head. Oh, don't talk about race, this, that, and the other. And then things like this happen. Well, because they try to play it off as no, this is an isolated event. Mm. This is this is one, this is one person, and he's gonna go into jail, and he's and he's a bad. He's a bad person, and they're going to go to jail. How many bad people are we going to come across? I just want to know. Because, and this also, now, y'all might laugh at this or think this is a funny, but obviously this is not a jokey manner. But this just falls under the line of white people not minding their business. Yeah. A hundred miles. This man drove over a hundred miles 
to a predominantly black neighborhood. Why? Why? Nobody within that 100-mile radius has done anything to you. Or... All we ever did was black. All we ever did was be black. You've never met these people. You've never seen them a day in your life. How could you? You live two hours away. I blame... Can I be real, producer? Can I, like, wake it all the way up? Okay. I got permission. Well, she wanted okay. to get in for a second. I got permission. So, check this out, okay? I blame... I blame Fox News and far-right media for this. And I blame evangelicals for this. Evangelical Christians. And the reason why I blame them... And it's not all, okay? Not all evangelicals, but a good majority of them who supported Kyle Rittenhouse. Who allowed this Kyle Rittenhouse world tour to happen. There's a pastor um, by the name, an evangelical pastor by the name of Joshua Fryerstein, I believe his name is. Um... And he's big into, he's the one who prophesied that uh, Trump was going to win and Biden stole the election, but Trump was going to win again. Um, all of this, right? He's he he's a very well-known evangelical pastor. Um, he had a conference where he invited Kyle Rittenhouse and they literally celebrated this clown. What's up, Culture Holics? It's your girl, Portia, and we're going to get right back into some news for you. But while I have you here, I need you to leave a comment and a rate on any of the listening platforms that you're listening on because that helps us in the algorithm. And when you help us in the algorithm, that makes us even more popping than we already are. I mean, we don't need help, but okay, maybe we do need a little bit of help. But like I said, leave a rate, leave a comment, and let's get back to the show. Wow. Like he was a martyr. So I blame them because what happened was now that showed people who think like him that there's no consequence for doing what you do. Exactly. There's zero consequence. When you see people like Dylan Roof being carted off with the vest and they take his ass to Burger King, right? But then when a black person gets killed while being unarmed, we never get a chance. We never get an opportunity to be a mentally unstable whatever. No, it's kill us. Right? That's why it's up in the stuck when I say F the police. Because they go out of their way to protect a white body. What happened to fearing for your life? This clown just shot up a whole entire grocery store. Has and multiple you, and guns. you didn't fire one round? Multiple guns. Multiple guns. And everybody's like, it's an isolated incident. It's an isolated incident. Shut the F up. Shut the front door. Because it's not an isolated incident. Because it happened here. It happened on January 6th. When y'all allowed all these white folks to storm the Capitol. But when black people were trying to do this, well, not even doing the same thing, where they were having peaceful protests and demonstrations in D.C., um, um, at the Capitol, guess what? They were met with full force. They were met with the National Guard. But these white people were literally allowed in. And these niggas was, not niggas, these, <laughs> these, nope, not saying that. These clowns. <laughs> these clowns. These clowns. I almost went way too far. Uh -huh. and that would have got me canceled. <laughs> but these clowns were scaling the damn wall like they were Spider-Man. Like, mm -hmm. are you serious? It's not an isolated incident. It wasn't an isolated incident when Dylan Roof went into a church, a house of worship, a house of prayer. These black folks in this, they were just trying to worship God. And he came in there, acted like that. He was, that's what he wanted to do and shot him up. Could we talk about James Holmes? Remember James Holmes? I think that was his name. The shooter in Colorado at the movie theater during the yeah. dark night. Like people are just trying to watch a movie. No, these are not isolated incidents, and they always get taken. They always get. They're always alive, but let them be black, 
let them be Arabic from a Muslim country is, oh, he's a terrorist. The FBI, the FBI must get involved. He's a terrorist. Like, tell me your races without telling not to, with, tell me your races without telling me your races. That is the definition of it. But then you look at Trayvon Martin. Now, granted, that wasn't a police, but it was, it was still the same concept. It was a white person, or as they want to say, he was Latino, whatever, right? Um, following, like, at, taking the law into his own own hands, like he's freaking Batman, a vigilante. Could you imagine if a black person did that? And it was if if Trayvon Martin was Trevor, or if he was Tyler. Oh, he would have got the needle, right? Mm-hmm. You just followed this dude because you're a neighborhood watch. So that's what I'm saying. Tamir Rice, 12 years old, got called because somebody said there's a grown man. He's 12. And if you look at his pictures, he didn't look like he was over 14. All right. So there's a grown man playing in the park. As soon as it was like point, it was like 1.2 seconds of the cop getting out of his car before he fired at this boy who had a BB gun. Yeah. You have Miriam Carey. You have Breonna Taylor, you have Freddie Gray, you have Alton Sterling, you have Philando Castile, you have Janiah McMillan, you have George Floyd, you have Terrence Crutcher. I could go on and on and on and on and on. You have um, 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 Rakia Boyd here in Chicago. You have Ayanna Jones. She was a young girl. And she when I say young, she was like, maybe eight years old if that and they rushed in the house shot up the house because and then they found out it was the wrong house over and over and over these things happen but these white people can go out here with their guns and play columbine because that's where they started it and we talk about they were mentally ill they need help blah 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 and then i gotta hear white evangelicals talking about we need to let god handle this and pray let's pray and get you know grace Listen, Fuck grace. Yeah. and i'm sorry yeah. to say it like that but i'm angry and that's how i feel you don't want god to handle it because there'll be another flood that's all i'm gonna say Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna like, you, you sure you want me to handle it because last time yeah last time i handled it yeah i so took everybody i want to wake up because um, they say it's an isolated incident, but uh, I actually have been on a rescue team for two active shooters um, situations, and it affects the community and it affects that workplace more than people know. So they spend a lot of time on news talking about what happened, but the next 48 hours of the people that were in the grocery store and the people that work there, they're actually quarantined. They're actually held in a place. So... Um, like six years ago, I was in San Bernardino and there was a mass shooting. I was an urban missionary there. They held these people in a school auditorium and they brought them food, but no information about where their vehicles were, no information about their families. Their families couldn't get in contact with them. They asked them to turn in their phones. Not a lot of people will fight that, but at a certain point, they say, well, we have rescue counselors here to speak with you and to help you through this process. They're given information moment by moment after being under such duress. Then in the next coming week, um, they will find out whether if they're employees, whether they're going to get paid or not for this time off that they didn't ask for. Um, If the company decides to shut down, then they're completely out of a job. But then the community, I think the statistic is like 10 times more likely for other crimes to happen because all resources have swarmed to this one space. And it's like it has this it's more like a feeling in the area of like, okay, a lot of death has happened. So people don't know how to mentally handle that. So when you're talking about an isolated incident, it's not isolated because it affects this community. And this community also only had this one grocery store. So now people could be evicted because they have to try to find another job or they don't have a place to go get food or they're afraid to leave the house because this person, this grown man came and decided to take lives. And so I think when people see this on the news, we just think, oh, it's oh that happened yesterday. But the next month or so of their lives are heavily impacted. And then also the trauma of people like not even being able to feel like they can go to an everyday errand. This is what it does to a community. 
So when we just move on, it is one of the worst things because people have really been affected, you know, like they really have lost a sense of safety and where they call home. So that's why I wanted to come up real quick and talk about that because it's not just, oh, the shooting happened today and then the grocery store is open tomorrow. No, that grocery store may decide to leave. And that's what they do in, in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we can't keep this open. Thank you so that's... much for coming up and sharing that, Lizzie. Um, y'all, Lizzie going to yeah. get her own spinoff here soon. <laughs> She'd be coming up and she be a... Uh... She be giving us, <laughs> she be giving us bars. So let's get ready for that spinoff, y'all. Um, thank you so much, Lizzie. I think what I want to wake up now, right? Um, before we go to break, we are going to take one break and then we'll come back and continue to have this conversation. But, um, wow, that was that was good, Lizzie, because that's that's real. And I didn't even think some of the stuff that she said. I didn't even you didn't even think about it. it. You didn't even think about it because you got to remember. Even though maybe, thank the Lord, someone at that grocery store, they got out unharmed. Mm -hmm. How do you go back there? I don't think I could. I'd be like. I'd be spooked. I'd be like, "Mm, I don't know. Right. It's trauma. So it's like, and some people don't have the luxury of going across town. I think people who are privileged, they fail to realize that type of thing that like, it's just not luxury for everybody to be able to do that. Right. Um, One thing that I do want to talk about, and then we're going to go to break. And then we're going to talk about uh, when we come back off a break, um, I want to wake up a conversation about the black elite. Right. Um, those wealthy blacks, um, wealthy black people, not wealthy blacks. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, um, I've seen, I saw more media outrage from the far right. And then from other people, you know, some white people, some celebrities, your Jim Carrey's, your Wanda Sykes, your Amy Schumer's, like all them idiots. I've seen more outrage over. I love how you, um, put Wanda Sykes as a white person <laughs> i mean all skin folk and kin folk right period um i mean she showed us who, who where her politic lied um but yeah so i find it really strange i find it really weird that wanda sykes amy schumer's the jim carries of the world all these people were so traumatized about will smith so traumatized about seeing chris rock being slapped but they've been very quiet and I don't expect them to speak out. Right. I'm not one of these people who expect to expect people like that to speak out, but keep that same energy. How are you more, more traumatized that Chris Rock slapped? I mean, got slapped by Will Smith than you are all these people losing their lives because this white supremacist, but that's the thing. They won't name white supremacy. Why won't Amy Schumer name white supremacy? Because she upholds white supremacy why won't jim carrey do it because he upholds it even if he says that he's an ally most people i've realized that say that they're allies they're not they're performative allies they're allies when it's convenient and most people don't want to give up their platform so they won't speak out against what happened that's why so many evangelical churches this weekend i watched i said what are they talking about did you mention it no because you don't want to offend those racist white, white supremacists that are in your congregation. You're not going to speak out on the, against it. Why so many wealthy black people really didn't speak out against it? Because they don't want to challenge the people who pe- sign their checks. We'll talk about that in the next next segment. But I'm just, I, it, it's just sad to see that literally more people were were pressed about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock than they were this. Because it's a black man. And it's easier to blame and shame a black man. Mm. Tandem mm. defending a black woman. So that's just a twofer right there. Mm-mm-mm. But yeah. That's okay, y'all. Oh, go. No, I was okay. going to say that's what it is. 
All right, y'all, we're going to take a break. Uh, and outside the break, we'll be bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> After the break, uh, we will be back for more of this conversation. We're going to get right back to the conversation. But before we do, I need you to go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash it's Micah B. That's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash it's Micah B. Check it out. As you know, I'm a content creator, podcaster, TikToker, YouTuber, all of the above. If you want to support the work that I'm doing, if you want to support the content, if you want to donate to the show, if you want to give to the cause, just go to that website and throw a coffee my way, throw a couple of dollars my way and check it out. When you do that, it allows us to grow this show. It allows us to grow our YouTube. It allows us to grow the other platforms so we can continue to give you the best conversations that we can. Speaking of conversations... Let's get back to it. All right, Portia, how you feeling? You good? You okay? Listen, man. Let me see I'm your black. shirt. Let I'm a black your... woman. I'm a I'm a black woman in America. What else? That, that says rich. It says like rich. Where'd you get I'm that? Rich in melanin culture. I got it from you know this little place called kingsarise.com. Ain't nothing you know? li- ain't nothing little about it. You know, you know, close that speak. You know what I'm close saying? Yeah, y'all. Close that speak. Make sure that you go get your gear. We just dropped a whole bunch of new gear. www.kingsarise.com. This is that we wouldn't have this podcast if it wasn't for Kings Arise. So shout out to our main sponsor, Kings Arise. Right? Shout out to him. Let me let me tell y'all something else about this. This is the most comfortable sweatshirt. I literally have in my closet right now. And that's no cap. That's no cap. I know I know Kings of Rice sponsors us, but this is the coziest sweater. Yes, cozy. Ever. I live in this sweater. If y'all know me, if y'all follow me, y'all see me in the sweater before. I live in this yep. sweater. I live in my melanin t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. That's one of the classic items. One of the it's classic. One of my personal. One of my personal favorites, the melanin Polaroid t-shirt, which I also get a lot of compliments from. You know how many, but you want to know the crazy thing? You know hmm. how many compliments I get on that t-shirt, but you want to know who compliments me on the t-shirt? White people. White people. Really? They're like, I love that t-shirt. They're like, oh my gosh, I love your t-shirt. I'm like, yeah, I got it from Kings Arise. Thank you. Kings Arise. I, I have to check that out. I can't, well, you know, <laughs> I can't buy that one, but I'll go check it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny because I've heard that too before. Uh, oh my gosh, I love that so much. If I could wear it, I would. And I'll be like, I know you mine. Um, <laughs> So we're having a conversation centered around this. Um, There's two things I want to talk about. Um, and let's start off with the, well, let's first of all, another thing that's upsetting me, right? Another thing that is upsetting me is this, okay? It's this. As you know, as you know, um, last week, the big conversation was centered around Young Thug, Gunna, YSL, and how the feds and all of that were tracking them down and running to shut them down, right? For gang activity, RICO charges, all of that. When you look at this situation with this Boston massacre, um, this man was on Twitch, on the internet, talking about this stuff prior to it happening. Hello? Mm-hmm. Threatening, also, like, huh? They also said that he had planned to do a school shooting. Yes, he had planned to do a school shooting before. So how did this man have a weapon to begin with? So my thing is, Y'all spent, and I know it's different states, different cities, blah, 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 because that's what y'all like to do. But my point is, white people often have the autonomy to do whatever the hell they want to do in this country without ramifications. And that is the issue. That's the issue. How was this man on the internet saying that he was going to do all of this stuff? Even the day of the shooting, he was on Twitch talking about, I want to go kill people. Like, and nothing happened? Nothing happened? But then Instagram, and I'm talking to you, Adam Mosseri, 
Instagram, and I don't care. Kick me off your stupid app at this point because you be killing people's engagement anyways. So Instagram went ahead and took down the video. The video that I talked about where um, this man pointed at the white guy and then turned and said, oops, sorry. Baller alert. And Hollywood Unlocked both play, uh, posted this video. And guess what Instagram did? They took it down. There was nobody who was shot in the video. None of it. But they took that down. I've been called a damn nigger in the comments, and they allowed the person to keep their account. Hello? Hmm. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Had to tap in my Nikki bag real quick. I was about to say, here you go with the Nikki. Like, are you serious, though? How? How does this happen? How does this work? How does this work? And that is why I say we need our own platforms so we're not muted. But the problem, no, we're, I'm, I'm not going to beat up on black people today. We need a, uh, we need our own platforms, right? And there's platforms out there. We need to go ahead and do the work. And I want to bring on somebody who has a platform here in a couple of weeks. We need to do the work and support them because they ain't for us. And the thing is, if black people left Instagram, there would be no Instagram. Oh, well. If black people left TikTok, there would be no TikTok. There would be no culture. We are the culture. We are oh, Warhol. We are Disney. We are Jobs. Google. We are Shakespeare. We are Google. We are Da Vinci in the flesh. Shout out to Kanye West. That rhymed. Yeah, you know, I have a little rap skills. No, but for real, that's <laughs> who we are. And we're being silenced when this is happening. When this is happening, when you're also shadow banning things like hashtag Black Lives Matter, hashtag Black Podcasters, wake it up, hashtag protect Black women, you're shadow banning these things. It's weird. Or let me it's do my weird. Let my let me do my it's weird podcast voice. It's weird. It's That's just frustrating, yo. Because he literally said what he was going to do. Let me bring up this little news article for you. Um, because I really want to highlight like this wasn't just this, like they could have this could have been stopped. And what what crazy folks is watching somebody say that they're going to do all of this stuff and they just sit there and listen and give badges and whatnot. Like, really? Like, call the police. <laughs> Who? Why didn't you call the police? Because they're Be white like, supremacists, hey. too. Hello? Hmm. Okay. Days before the attack, he used Discord to share pictures of himself inside and outside of a Ford blue Ford Taurus. Among pictures are selfie of are a selfie and multiple pictures of rifles decorated with racial slurs and references to previous mass killers. Video Jen Drone allegedly live streamed from the shooting shows him driving a blue Ford with an interior that appears to match that of the tourists and a rifle used in attack bore at least some of the same slurs. <sighs> So this is what happened on Discord, right? This happened on the Discord. The Discord logs, which dates back some six months, shows a lengthy planning process. In early December, this white devil woo, came out. Can't help it. I said it. Um, <laughs> Drum announced plans to commit a mass shooting in March in tribute to white supremacist massacre at mosque in Christchurch, New Zealand. The shooting is an obsession among certain white supremacists, some of who have attempted to replicate the attack. Okay. Um, so he wanted to do that. He says, I've been planning this attack for what seems like years now. Every day that goes by, it feels less like a joke and more real. This is stuff that he's posted on social media. I also want to point out in one of the articles, it said that he was just seen on his computer board one day and radicalized by white supremacy. And he also, he like, dog, he said that 
one of the reasons for doing what he was doing is because there wasn't much, there wasn't many white people anymore. Yeah, it's race replacement theory is um, what is called. Because white people feel like they are being replaced by us. They feel like there's too many black people out here and they feel like there's too much mixing, right? So the black folks are taking their women and they don't like it and their race is being the white Aryan race or whatever you want to call it is being replaced. That's a whole entire theory. And the theory that um, Tucker Carlson so have more is babies. They can't. Never mind. A uh, theory that Tucker Carlson embraces as well. Now he, because he said things on air before talking about how white people are being replaced. Who's replacing? white people. And I don't understand how black people can be the majority when we getting shot every other day. It's impossible. Okay, so this is therapeutical because I wanted to I, I this is therapeutic, all right? Not therapeutical. Um because I've been wanting to talk about this and like that's why I hit you up. I was like I got to get this out cuz if I had to wait it till our normal day that we record I would probably slap the <laughs> slap the stew out of somebody. That would have been like, no, hey, hey, how's it going? I'm gonna be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I tell you something that happened to me on Clubhouse the other night? Yeah, what happened? Right, so, against my better judgment, I went into a room about this, um, and it was hosted by these two real estate dudes, black dudes, right? Won't say their names because I don't care. One dude's name is Jerry. I forget his name, his last name because Jerry Malcolm, I think it is. <laughs> Funny that his last name is Malcolm because Malcolm would be rolling in his grave if he heard what this tap dancer said in the room, okay? And did in the room. Tap dancer. Tap dancing. I'm a tap dancer. Oh, yes, I am. As a tap dance for the white man so I can stay on his stage and sell real estate with Craig Cardone. <laughs> I'm a tap dancer. I'm a tap dancer. Oh, yes, I'm a tap dancer. So that's my tap dancing ninja song, okay? Um, And if it offends anybody, it's meant for you. So... Him and Jonathan Bing. I've always disliked the voice of Jonathan Bing, but you know, I'm going all out this episode. I don't care. Um, so this dude's name is Jonathan Bing, right? I called him out on my Instagram the other day or whatever. And like these are they're wealthy men. So shout out to them first, right? Especially Jonathan, because that's all he talks about is how much money he makes. Oh, I'm a black man with money. All right, good job. <laughs> so we're in this room and it's talking about you know, everything that's going on. And um, I was in the room for a good two hours. And in the two hours that I was in there, nobody named white supremacy. The whole time. We haven't talked about white supremacy. They're talking mm -hmm. in circles. They're doing all of these things, right? They're talking in circles. And what really had me bewildered, okay? I'm just going to be real. It had me bewildered because... There's conversations of what black people need to do. What should we be doing right now? And that is, I believe that is a conversation. Now we're talking about taking up our own arms, right? Because the only language that certain people hear is violence. Now I'm not advocating for violence. So don't say that Micah said, go kill people. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is we should arm ourselves. We should have our own militias, right? Stand up our own militias just like they have. Hello. So if that was a conversation, well, we get maybe gunned down or arrested. <laughs> and then that's the other thing. Um, if the conversation was us divesting and like going ahead and boycotting this for X for a whole entire 365 days a year, all of this, I could see this, right? Um, not spending our money with these corporations that fund white supremacy. I can understand that, but it wasn't that, it was weird. Like they were talking about buying real estate and buying land. And I'm like, what? So something else happens in that room, right? Something else happens. And then one, somebody, one person was like, oh, well, what, what needs to happen is uh, black people everywhere should just take the day off of work. 
just take the day off of work for like two, three days. That'll teach them. In theory, that's a very good idea. There's already a show about that. But there's a there's a movie all like it's called A Day Without a Mexican. Oh, I never saw that. But I had to watch it in school one time. My school was really racist now that I think back on it. <laughs> so in theory, in theory, that's 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 I rock with that, right? In theory. But in in reality, it's not going to work unless you have things set into place that makes it work. So like during the pandemic, a lot of organizers, a lot of activists, they were going around making sure that the elders had food, making sure that the elders had medicine, making sure that they had transportation to get to where they needed to go. Right. So it would have to be something like that where we're making sure that um, people are taken care of. So the person who said that, the black man who said that, he spoke from a place of privilege, right? Because he's there. He's on. He's I, as he said, right? But that doesn't mean everybody's all right. There's people who cannot take a day off of work. There's just that. There's people who will get in a car accident, be released from the hospital, and then go to work because they can't afford to take off of work. These are real things that people do. Um, stay up, y'all. Stay up. That's it, y'all. That that's all I got. That's well, that's where we are, y'all. So, thank you for listening to this special episode of Conversations for the Culture. This week's call to action is simple. I just want you guys to go ahead and send this out to some people, um, preferably, preferably white people. White people. Yes, send it to three people. I'm not going to give you our socials and all of that. You should know that by now. You can see that in the uh, comments and everything. I mean, in the uh, episode description. But I really want people to hear this episode so you can start thinking. And like I said, send this to people, but preferably white people. um, So they can go ahead and they can acknowledge their privilege and start fighting to deconstruct white supremacy. Um, That's all we got. This has been another episode of Conversation for the Culture. We will be back on Friday with... A lot lighter content. We actually got a lot of good stuff uh, for you on Friday. So, Portia, thank you for um, showing up. I appreciate you. Pleasure. Love y'all. We love y'all. We'll see you next time. Peace.